Hi, I'm Liza, and I've been reading tarot professionally for well over a decade. And this is Tarot for the Modern Reader, the podcast that will teach you simple, actionable techniques to read the cards with more clarity, accuracy, and ease, so you can get real answers to real questions for real people, including yourself, in today's modern world. Whether your readings are for guidance or prediction, I'll help you 86 the doubt and confusion and take your skills and confidence to the next level so you can become the best tarot reader you know. This is Tarot for the Modern Reader. Hello and welcome to Tarot for the Modern Reader. I'm your host, Liza, and this is episode number 19, Astrological Symbols Hiding in Plain Sight in the Tarot. So did you know there are astrological symbols hiding in plain sight in the tarot? Each card in the tarot is associated with a corresponding astrological sign, planet, or both. Now, this likely isn't a surprise to you. After all, metaphysical disciplines rarely exist in a vacuum. As a matter of fact, with a slower second look, we can see evidence of all kinds of other disciplines throughout our tarot decks, from astrology to numerology to Kabbalah to Christianity and more. So welcome to this episode where we are going to talk about the symbols that are in our cards. Now, originally I had thought that I would be speaking only about the minor arcana, but I think we are actually going to be covering the entire deck, both minor and major arcana, where you can see symbols hiding in your cards. Um, And then at some point we will probably do an episode on just the minor as well, because the major arcana and the minor arcana each have a system to which the astrology signs or different aspects of astrology are assigned to the cards. In the major arcana, like we discussed in the previous episode, the uh, signs and the planets are assigned to each card as a whole. And then in the minor arcana, we have something called deacons, um, which covers basically 10 degrees, 10 being the DEC, the deck part of deacon. Uh, Each deacon covers... 10 degrees of an astrological sign, with each sign being 30 degrees. So our minor arcana cards each cover one astrological deacon, one 10 degree portion of uh, the zodiac. So they have their own way of being assigned to the cards um, or to the signs and the astrology that's assigned to them as well. So it's a little bit more complex. It's not necessarily more challenging. It's just that there are more of them. So there's just more to uh, think about or remember. And then with the minors, we also have um, ways of relating signs in planets. So for example, Mercury in Sagittarius is represented in the Eight of Wands. So if we think about the things we know about the Eight of Wands, uh, Sagittarius being a fire sign and Wands being a fire card, And then, you know, Mercury, speed and agility, those are things that we see represented in that card. So in the minor arcana, there's just uh, more information to look at and more to go through. So that will definitely be a deeper episode that we do at some point. 
today we are going to discuss the signs and symbols that are actually on the cards. Like when you look at the card, the card will give you clues to its astrological sign and symbol, uh, even if you didn't know that they had one. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, let's get started. Why do these astrological symbols in the tarot matter? Well, firstly, the signs and the planets associated with each card can deepen and enhance the meaning of each card. So with an innate knowing of the true meaning of the planet or the sign that's associated with that card, we automatically deepen our knowledge of the card and vice versa. So this is something I've talked about. Are you a tarot reader who would love to learn astrology but don't think you have the time, memory, or patience? Well, if you know your tarot cards, then you already have a solid foundation. The concepts will just begin to click. You can understand the bigger, fuller picture of both the cards and the planets when you have an understanding of both. Now, secondly, they can indicate timing, either as a time frame for predictions or as an indicator of transits that you either need to be wary of or take advantage of. So the major arcana are the simplest to use for timing. However, the minor arcana can be used for timing as well. So as we talked about with the deacons, the time frames are smaller, or we're looking at things such as, you know, as the Eight of Wands, Mercury and Sagittarius. So you have to look those things up. Those are a lot more, um, it's a lot more to remember. Uh, but the major arcana, as far as that goes with timing, usually for me, those indicate broader periods of time because they're each associated with either a planet or a sign and they're associated, the signs are associated with the planets as well. A lot of times when a card comes up, I look at the timing of that sign or if it indicates a planet, I, I look at the timing of the sign that that planet goes with. So like if it were uh, judgment, which is ruled by Pluto, because I know Pluto rolls astrology's sign of a uh, Scorpio, I would be looking at the timing of Scorpio. When is Scorpio season? So that's one way that I use the um, major arcana for timing. I simply look at the time period that's indicated. Okay, so let's talk about the first example where the cards, you know, have clues to their deeper meanings shown from the astrological symbols on them. Now, each deck is going to be different. So you can look at the deck that you work with and see the different symbols portrayed on them. I'm going to talk about the Rider Waite Smith deck today in this episode. Now, some cards have actual astrological glyphs on them, and you might have noticed them, or you might have seen them, but not known what they were or why they're there. So the first one is most notable. This is the symbol for Venus on the Empress card. That's because the card is associated with Venus in astrology, and it's presumed that this is her in the card. Venus is all about love and beauty, but also money. She is the planet and the goddess that rules the money and the luxury sign of Taurus. That's why this card, amongst other things, is associated with abundance. Notice how Taurus-like the landscape is in the Rider Waite Empress card. Very luxurious, very fertile. Now, if you can picture these cards in your mind while you're uh, going through this episode, if you're driving, if you're at the grocery store shopping, if you're somewhere that you don't have a deck on hand, I'm sure 
every one of us can picture this deck in our mind because it is, you know, kind of a universal deck. But you can also pull up a page on your web browser as well and just Google each of these cards that I mentioned. If you are somewhere sitting down that you have the opportunity to use your hands and eyes um, as well as listen, but maybe you don't have a deck on you. Okay, the second card that I will mention is the Nine of Pentacles. Notice the glyph for Venus here as well. This time it's adorning her gown. Now this correspondence for this particular card is Venus in Virgo. Remember how I mentioned that with the Minor Arcana we have a planet and a sign? Well, in this particular case, the planet is Venus and the sign that she's in is Virgo. In our major arcana, or I'm sorry, in our minor arcana, the sign is always going to be related to the suit of the card. So just like when I talked about Mercury and Sagittarius being the correspondence for the Eight of Wands, Sagittarius is a fire sign, Wands is a fire suit. So here we're talking about Venus and Virgo. Virgo is an earth planet, an earth sign, um, as is Venus in, well, actually that's not true. Venus is technically an air sign, but Venus is one of two planets who rules two different signs and the other sign is an earth sign. So in her case, she's kind of got a dual role. So just like everything else in life, like the English language, there's always exceptions to the rules. But in this particular case, Virgo, the sign of Virgo is an earth sign and pentacles is an earth card. Uh, Pentacles belongs to the suit of earth. So how fitting is this? Here in this card, we have the suit of pentacles. We have Venus's association with money. So in this card, it's her association with money, not love that we're talking about here. That becomes even more obvious given that the woman in this card represents solidarity. This is a Virgo trait. And this is her association with the hermit in the major arcana, also ruled by Virgo. If you listen to the uh, podcast episode where we talked about the birth cards and the constellations, then you may remember that we talked about the uh, minor arcana numbered cards being associated with the corresponding major arcana cards of the same number. So all of the nines in the minor arcana are associated with the nine and the 18 cards in the major arcana. So in this particular case, she is associated with the hermit, card number nine in the major arcana, again, also ruled by Virgo, just like she is. So here we see a financially independent woman. Her gown and the landscape in the card imply wealth and luxury, and this is her Venus association. So these are a lot of interesting pieces of information about this card that we could gather simply by understanding the associations of this card. Now, for many of us, we need the pictures. We need to actually see the imagery in the card. But when you get to a point that you can read a deck that the pip cards are nothing more than a set number of items of the suit, like in this particular um, card, if you were reading a deck where there are no illustrations on the pip cards, and pip is just another word for minor, minor arcana, um, if you are reading a deck like that, then this particular card would be simply nine pentacles on the card. 
Uh, so you would know that it's the nine of pentacles. And if you had a strong understanding of astrology as well, knowing that this card's association is Venus in Virgo, you could begin to grasp the meaning of this card, even if you had never seen the picture of the stately, independent, wealthy, independent, uh, say independent twice, tells you what I really think of this card, very independent woman on this card. So even not, you know, having seen the card, you could have quite an understanding of the card just by knowing the astrology of the card. Isn't that exciting? Okay, and while we're talking about nines, let's talk about the nine of swords. In this particular card, again, astrological symbols hiding in plain sight. Take a look at the comforter. Take a look at the blanket on that card. It has astrological glyphs right on the blanket. You might not have realized that that's what those symbols are. Now, this brings us to the other way that astrology symbols can show up in the tarot. So those are the ways that we actually see the glyphs on the card. But what about when we see the real life icons in our cards? It isn't always a glyph. Sometimes it's a sign or the planet's animal or their icon that symbolizes the sign in that card. So let's take a look at the high priestess. This card's ruled by the moon. Notice there is a moon at her feet in this card. And there is also the triple crown, the symbol of the goddess and the moons, the crescent, the full and the waxing, uh, the waning crescent, the full and the waxing crescent phases of the moon are what makes up her crown on her head. Now the strength card. Did you know that this card is associated with the sign of Leo? That would be Leo the lion. And the strength card in most decks features a lion. How about the star? This is the card for Aquarius, the water bearer. And here we have the maiden with two jugs of water in this card. We have our emperor who is associated with the sign of Aries. And with a close look, we see that we have Aries emblem, the ram, adorning our emperor's throne. And on that same token, we have the signs of Taurus, the bull, on the throne of the king of pentacles. So as you go through your deck, there are quite a number of indications. You can see in each of the cards, the symbols or the signs or the glyphs or clues, basically, to the astrology of the card that it's related to. What about the devil? This card's associated with Saturn, and that planet rules the sign of Capricorn. Capricorn's emblem is the goat. Now, the misunderstood devil in this card is really pan for most of us. And there are some that associate uh, this creature with other, um, other mythological creatures as well. But in a lot of decks, he is featured as pan, which is the half man, half goat demigod. Notice the horns. Now, this card also contains the astrological glyph for Saturn. So this card is what we fancy folk call a twofer. It's got both. Okay, how about justice? This card's associated with Libra, and she holds the signs icon, the scales in her hands. The two of swords? 
This is also associated with Libra. So the Two of Swords astrological correlation is the moon in Libra. Now, can you see how closely related those two cards are, Justice and the Two of Swords? Both are twos because Justice card 11 breaks down to a two. Both are Libra, both are decisions, and both are balance. And in the Two of Swords, the moon in Libra, we see with her holding the swords, so those are the same swords that are represented by Libra. Uh, Libra is an air sign. It's represented by swords as well as scales. And so we have swords in this card that are doing a balancing act, just like the scales are in Libra. And we see the correspondence of the moon. The moon is actually in this card. So that right there is a little bit of a, a sign or a symbol hiding in plain sight that you might not have been aware of. That that little moon, that little crescent-shaped moon in the Two of Swords card is actually a nod to the moon in Libra astrological association that goes with that card. Now, lastly, how about the world and the wheel? Well, if you listened to the episode last week about the wheel and the world and the tetramorphs, then you are already familiar with these. Both of these cards have the four fixed signs of the zodiac featured on them, and they play a prominent role in their meaning. So if you're interested in learning about those and you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, you can go back and find that in last week's episodes. It's just a few before this one. It's called The Wheel of Fortune, The World, and The Tetramorphs. Okay, so those are just a few of the most obvious ones to get you started. But with each and every card in the deck, you know, they're all associated with a sign, a planet, or both. And as you continue to study each of these and you deepen your understanding of both tarot and astrology, you'll get a deeper meaning for your cards once you start being able to apply the astrological meanings to your cards. I truly believe that an understanding of astrology can greatly deepen your tarot reading practice as well. And I genuinely hope that the topics that we've discussed in the last episode and this episode have been enough to whet your your curiosity appetite and that you might delve a little bit further into that. And I also will add in the show notes a link to a workshop that we did a few years ago called the Bad Boys of the Tarot and the Zodiac, which is basically just a, I think it was a two-hour workshop where we discussed the transits of some of the most difficult planets, like um, the ones that are associated with death, the tower, and the devil, the... uh, Pluto and uh, let's see, Pluto, Saturn, and we even did the Hanged Man and Neptune as well and Uranus. So uh, we took those cards and we took those planets and we looked at when you would have significant transits of those through your chart, uh, what that would mean for you. We did a few spreads along with those. So if you're interested, you can check out the information for that. I'll put a link again, like I said, in the show notes that'll take you to the registration page for that workshop. And if you read through and it looks like something that you're interested in, then you can uh, pick up a copy of the recording there. Okay, that is it for this episode. I hope the last two episodes back to back, these astrology episodes have been 
fun and exciting and maybe some new information and giving you a new way to look at your tarot cards that you might not have seen before. And I will see you in the next episode. Next week, um, we have an episode coming out about the queens. And we had a quiz that we did with the queens in the past. And we have totally reworked that quiz. It is brand new. So I'm going to be very excited to share that fun new quiz with you uh, next week, along with anything and everything you could ever want to know about the mothers and the nurturers of the tarot deck. Okay, I will see you in the next episode. Have a great week.